You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Lamentations 3.1 through 5.22, 110 verses today, finishing out the book of Lamentations. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turned his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He turns aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I've become a laughingstock of all peoples the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. He has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good that a man bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid upon him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes, and let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men, to crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit, the Lord does not approve. Who has spoken, and it came to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? Why should a living man complain, a man, about the punishment of his sins? Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We've transgressed and rebelled, and you've not forgiven. 
You have wrapped yourself with anger and pursued us, killing without pity. You've wrapped yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You've made us scum and garbage among the peoples. All our enemies open their mouths against us. Panic and pitfall have come upon us. Devastation and destruction. My eyes flow with rivers of tears because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes will flow without ceasing, without respite, until the Lord from heaven looks down and sees. My eyes cause me grief at the fate of the daughters of my city. I've been hunted like a bird by those who are my enemies without cause. They flung me alive into the pit and cast stones on me. Water closed over my head. I said, I am lost. I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, Do not fear. You have taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong done to me, O Lord. Judge my cause. You have seen all their vengeance, all their plots against me. You have heard their taunts, O Lord, all their plots against me. The lips and thoughts of my assailants are against me all day long. Behold, they're sitting and they're rising. I am the object of their taunts. You will repay them, O Lord, according to the work of your hands. You will give them dullness of heart. Your curse will be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them from under your heavens, O Lord. How the gold has grown dim, how the pure gold has changed. The holy stones lie scattered at the head of every street. The precious sons of Zion worth their weight in fine gold, how they are regarded as earthen pots, the work of a potter's hands. Even jackals offer the breast. They nurse their young, but the daughter of my people has become cruel, like the ostriches in the wilderness. The tongue of the nursing infant sticks to the roof of its mouth for thirst. The children beg for food, but no one gives it to them. Those who once feasted on delicacies perish in the streets. Those who were brought up in purple embrace ash heaps. For the chastisement of the daughter of my people has been greater than the punishment of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment, and no hand were wrung for her. Her princes were purer than snow, whiter than milk. Their bodies were more ruddy than coral. The beauty of their form was like sapphire. Now their face is blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. It has become as dry as wood. Happier were the victims of the sword than the victims of hunger, who wasted away pierced by lack of the fruits of the field. The hands of compassionate women have boiled their own children. They've become their food during the destruction of the daughter of my people. The Lord gave full vent to his wrath. He poured out his hot anger, and he kindled a fire in Zion that consumed its foundations. The kings of the earth did not believe, nor any of the inhabitants of the world, that foe or enemy could enter the gates of Jerusalem. This was for the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests, who shed in the midst of her the blood of the righteous. They wandered blind through the streets. They were also defiled with blood, that no one was able to touch their garments. Away! Unclean! people cried at them. Away! Away! Do not touch! So they became fugitives and wanderers. People said among the nations, They shall stay with us no longer. The Lord himself has scattered them. He will regard them no more. No honor was shown to the priests, no favor to the elders. Our eyes failed, ever watching vainly for help. In our watching we watched for a nation we could not save. They dogged our steps so that we could not walk in our streets. Our end drew near, our days were numbered, for our end has come. 
Our pursuers were swifter than the eagles in the heavens. They chased us on the mountains. They lay in wait for us in the wilderness. The breath of our nostrils, the Lord's anointed, was captured in their pits, of whom we said, Under his shadow we shall live among the nations. Rejoice and be glad, O daughter of Edom, you who dwell in the land of Uz. But to you also the cup shall pass. You shall become drunk and strip yourself bare. The punishment of your iniquity, O daughter of Zion, is accomplished. He will keep you in exile no longer. But your iniquity, O daughter of Edom, he will punish. He will uncover your sins. Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We've become orphans, fatherless. Our mothers are like widows. We must pay for the water we drink. The wood we get must be bought. Our pursuers are at our necks. We are weary and are given no rest. We've given, the, we've given the hand to Egypt and to Assyria to get bread enough. Our fathers sinned and are no more, and we bear their iniquities. Slaves rule over us. There is none to deliver us from their hand. We get our bread at the peril of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven with the burning heat of famine. Women are raped in Zion young women in the towns of Judah. Princes are hung up by their hands. No respect is shown to the elders. Young men are compelled to grind at the mill and boys stagger under loads of wood. The old men have left the city gate, the young men their music. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. For this our heart has become sick. For these things our eyes have grown dim. From Mount Zion, which lies desolate, jackals prowl over it. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. Why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so many days? Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and you remain exceedingly angry with us. As we close out the book of Lamentations today, we get three more poems. Chapter three is, again, an acrostic, uh, alphabetically, every line beginning with a new letter from the Hebrew alphabet, except in chapter three, it's 66 verses because each letter gets three verses. And it's depicted as a, as a, essentially as a man who is standing in the place of Israel lamenting, God, why have you forgotten us? And he he's really is taking a lot of it might sound familiar in a lot of places because he's he's meditating on a lot of the laments throughout Job and throughout the book of Psalms and even Isaiah where uh, he is he is just lamenting uh, the fact that the Lord has brought his judgment upon Israel but also he has to reason that if God is faithful to bring his judgment as he said he was going to he will also be faithful to his covenant and that's where you get probably the most famous lines in the book of Lamentations. Lamenta Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and, and on, where he says, this, well, I guess it starts in 21, where he says, But this I call to mind, 
and therefore I have hope. So even in the midst of his despair and in the midst of his lament, he has hope. And he says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so even though everything looks terrible, everything, the circumstances are genuinely awful, he calls to mind the steadfast covenant love of the Lord. And then he says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, the soul who seeks him. It's good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. But even though he, he says that it's good for us to wait quietly for the Lord, he's, he's wrestling with these feelings and he's, he's not being silent about it, but he's being quiet about it. He's, not, he, he's, he's putting voice to his feelings and that's a good thing. But there's a difference between waiting quietly and raging against what the Lord has done. And so he's waiting quietly for the Lord and he's also giving voice to his very real emotions. And he continues on. And then chapter four uh, has the same structure where it goes back to the, the, the one letter per line, um, how the gold has grown dim, how the pure gold has changed. And so chapter four is actually a contrast between what Israel was and what Israel is after the siege of Jerusalem. And it go it like just really stark contrast between people who were flourishing and now people who are languishing. And he's again being realistic with the reality of the situation that they're in. This is written in exile, and we get that really clear in, in chapter 5, where we break from the acrostic pattern, and it's no longer one letter per line. It's still 22 uh, verses, but it's no longer alphabetical order. And he just pours out his heart. He's just broken. Uh, jackals prowl over Mount Zion, but you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. And then he ends the book with, why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so many days? He has confessed his sin on behalf of Israel. He has, he has owned the fact that they brought this judgment upon themselves. And now he's asking God, why? won't you deliver us? Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew us. Renew our days as of old. And then it ends with that really somber note, that that very real human emotion of, unless you've re utterly rejected us and you remain exceedingly angry with us. So this is written in the midst of lament. This isn't written on the other side where we can already see what God has done to bring about good from this situation. He is writing in the midst of his lament and God wants this included in his word because dealing with disappointment and brokenness, dealing with oppression and, and genuine calamity and hardship is a part of walking faithfully with God. It is a part of living in the world and it is a part of the word of God. He's given us a voice so that we might lament well in those situations. There is always hope in the Lord, but that hope may or may not come to fruition within your lifetime. And so 
As we wrap up the book of Lamentations, I would ask you to consider what does this book, what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he wants for the world? What does this section of scripture tell you about yourself and how does it help you give voice to whatever situation you're in right now? And finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.